Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 17th of December. Investigations are continuing this morning into how an end-of-school celebration in Tasmania turned to tragedy that's left five children dead and several others critically injured. The Year 5 and 6 students from Hillcrest Primary School in Devonport were playing on a jumping castle when it's understood a freak gust of wind lifted it into the air, with a number of the children falling from a height of around 10 metres. Here is Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Just unthinkably heartbreaking. Young children on a a fun day out together with their families and it turns to such horrific tragedy. Authorities have confirmed two girls and two boys and another child were killed. The tragic accident shattering the small community of Devonport. Locals have turned up to the school to lay flowers and pay tribute to the young lives lost so suddenly just a week before Christmas. Here is George Poulos and Tina Snell on Channel 9. It's just a really freak accident that happened. And, uh, um, Those poor little, mm. poor little mites come to school this morning, you know. It's yeah. just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, just come to school as a normal day, yeah. They yeah. didn't get to go home. A report is now being prepared for the coroner with police investigating what was used to secure the jumping castle. In other news, this Friday morning, COVID cases have again skyrocketed in New South Wales, with the state now surpassing Victoria and recording its highest number of daily infections since the start of the pandemic. 1,742 local cases were detected in New South Wales yesterday, while Victoria recorded nine COVID deaths and 1,622 new cases. Meantime, another Omicron super spreader event has been identified in Sydney. 97 people have already tested positive after attending the Taylor Swift album party at the Metro Theatre in the CBD. It's likely many are the new variant. And a man has been fined $10,000 for breaking isolation orders to head to a nightclub in Newcastle, north of Sydney. Police say the 20-year-old attended the venue despite being told he was a close contact from a super-spreading COVID event on a Sydney harbour cruise. He has since tested positive. Queensland has recorded 18 new locally acquired COVID cases. Here is Health Minister Yvette Darth. Most of those people have been infectious in the community between one and seven days. Um, The source of the virus for the majority of those people uh, is uh, primarily interstate travel, but some, of course, are uh, overseas as well. Meantime, there's been 24 new COVID cases in South Australia and one in Tasmania. And Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has had a COVID scare. He remains in isolation, waiting on test results after he attended a party with a person who later tested positive to COVID. Overseas now and COVID cases and hospitalisations are continuing to skyrocket across both the US and UK. Reports out of the Centre for Disease Control in the US is predicting hospitalisation rates could increase by as much as 50% by Christmas, while deaths could surge by up to 70% over the next few weeks. While the UK has overnight recorded its highest daily COVID cases with more than 88,000 new infections detected and 146 COVID deaths. And authorities say the number of Omicron cases are now doubling every two days. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland, and as the nation prepares for a wave of Omicron cases, there are growing concerns over the hospital system. A new report has revealed the extent of a ramping crisis in Queensland facing many emergency workers, where paramedics are spending the equivalent of 4,600 days waiting outside the state's top public hospitals. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. That's right. The Queensland Auditor-General has questioned whether the workload of the state's public hospital employees is unsustainably high. The issue of ramping has become an increasing problem for the state over the last half a decade, impacting the time paramedics can get a patient to the emergency room and back on the road. The audit finding ramping delays totaled 112,000 hours lost by paramedics. That's the equivalent of 12.7 years in hospital delays. It all paints a pretty bleak picture for a state's health system yet to experience an influx of COVID cases. And in New South Wales, thousands of children have been on the receiving end of big fines for breaching COVID restrictions over the past year. Our reporter Lauren Howarth has the details from Sydney. Yes, that's right, Taj. Failing to self-isolate, not complying with curfews and travelling outside of Sydney during lockdown. They're just some of the offences children have been fined for since July last year, ranging from $1,000 up to five grand each, with the total amount adding up to more than $2 million, according to New data. In response, many groups, including a legal centre, are calling on the New South Wales government to revoke the fines and instead issue warnings, saying much of the burden will fall on the children's families. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canster. Effie, good morning. Now, details have been released about this new pensioner loan scheme, but as we know, the devil is often in the detail. Is this a good or bad thing? Oh, look, there are definitely pros and cons here, Tash, with getting what is a, a reverse mortgage. But look, it has been a long time coming here. I mean, the government had to trim this interest rate. It was 4.5, way too high when you could think I could pick up a mortgage at 1.77. And if they're serious about helping retirees with the cost of living going up, there's a lot more equity in homes, injection into the economy, getting them out of poverty using some of this equity, then they need this interest rate to go down. So they've finally trimmed that. 4.5 is going down to 3.95 and this will be effective January 1 next year. And as I said, it's like a reverse mortgage. So you're drawing down on the equity you have in your home, taking out a government loan. And the maximum amount, the payment, is is 150% of what the age pension would be, less, of course, any payment you do receive. Now, there, there are pros and cons, as you point out rightly. It's going to eat into your equity. You will lose that. If you wanted to give an inheritance to your kids, you may not. The thing is, Tash, they're not popular. Only 4,000 have been taken out, given there are about 4 million people over age 65. You would think more would take it. It will be interesting to see if these changes actually change the mind of pensioners because there's a lot of them that are asset-rich but cash poor. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about changes, we don't need any more changes or uncertainty next year, but there's (laughs) big money changes on the way. Is this good or bad news? Oh, look, it's overall good. I mean, obviously, I'm only showing you the good ones here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and there's a lot happening in super, as always. So, so some of the changes are come July next year, the 450 threshold will be scrapped. So currently employers don't need to pay super for employees who earn less than 40. Now, this is good news for people in the gig economy. So that's a tick. The other one is that if you're working, you'll be eligible for the super guarantee. Um, your employer has to actually increase it from 10 to 10.5%. More money in your pocket. That's coming on the 1st of July too. Some good news for retiree, the downsizer contribution to your super fund will be made a little bit earlier from July 1. You can actually make a one-off contribution into your super of up to 300000 600 for your couple from the sale of your home. This will drop down from 65 years of age to 60. So you can do that a little bit earlier. And thanks to indexation, more than a million recipients of youth, student and carer allowance, they'll actually get a boost to their payments on January 1 next year. And that will help keep up with some of the cost of living expenses. So for example, older students receiving Ausstudy will get $17.90 fortnightly boost to their pay with singles with children getting about a $23 fortnightly boost. And that rate's going to go to $688.20 per fortnight. And that includes the energy supplement. Happy Friday. Thanks for all your great advice and great tips this year, Effie, and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Tash, and to your team. Sport now with Lee Giolo and Lee. What a bombshell! It was dropped just hours before the Ashes Test in Adelaide yesterday. Yes, Tash, Aussie skipper Pat Cummins was ruled out shortly before the toss at Adelaide after he became a COVID close contact. Seamer Michael Nisa debuting in his place and it was tough going once play was underway. Marcus Harris gone for three. David Warner and Marnus Labashain took control from there though before Warner eventually fell for 95. Warner saying after first day's play he was pleased to perform despite those bruised ribs, even admitting he was close to being ruled out. I was pretty close, but I'm, unless I've got no leg, I'm not going to not walk out in the field. Yeah, for me, the last couple of days was just, you know, clearing my mind and getting back with the family. I was in a bit of pain, a bit of agony, not being able to pick up the kids. Labashain could have been out for 95 as well, but he was dropped by English keeper Joss Butler right at the death last night. English assistant coach Graham Thorpe says they'll regroup and go again today. Putting a couple of catches down out there as well. You know, for Joss, uh, he's going to hurt tonight, but he's going to have to get out of bed and, and come again and enjoy his day tomorrow because that's, that's what Test Cricket's all about. The Aussies will resume today at 2 for 221 with Labashain and Steve Smith at the crease. It's always entertaining. And what's happening in the BBL talking about being entertaining? Yeah, major blow to the Perth Scorchers, Tash. They face the rest of the season on the road after all their remaining matches were moved away from Perth. WA's tightening of the border with New South Wales is to blame as quarantine measures also ramp up. Wacker boss Christina Matthews says the financial toll is mounting. This could be a, a between three and five million um, dollar loss and it's inching closer towards five than three. Um, uh, But we're very resilient and we'll sit down after the Christmas break and go through line by line where we can make some savings and, um, and work through it from there. The Perth one day between Australia and New Zealand on the 30th of January is also in doubt, Tash. And Lee, a pretty remarkable game in the NBL overnight. Yeah, the record books have been rewritten overnight as Melbourne United thumped the Sydney Kings in the NBL. Welcoming back Chris Golding, United jumped out to an NBL record lead at quarter time. That score, 34-5. to Oh, the turnover from Sean Bruce. Daly picks his pocket. And Golding lays it up with the left hand. You can see what they're trying to do, the Kings. 
Audio from Fox Sports and the punishment only continued after that as United completed its return to form, going on to win 89-47. to Tonight, the action continues when the Hawks host New Zealand and the Perth Wildcats take on Brisbane. Lee, thanks so much and Merry Christmas. Great to chat. Same to you, Tash. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda, our last episode for 2021. On behalf of the team, we wanted to take this opportunity to thank you all for your support over what has been a challenging year for so many. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. We're back on Monday the 17th of January, but in the meantime, we will keep you posted on all the day's top stories and breaking news with a special bulletin from the Listener National News Team every morning, so stay tuned. Happy Friday, have a lovely weekend and a lovely Christmas, and we'll see you soon. Listener.